Welcome, everyone. This is Dr. Adriana Sanford. Our special guest for today is Gregorio Canales. Gregorio is a managing and founding partner of Denton's Monterey office in Mexico. Denton's is a leading global law firm. It is considered the world's largest law firm measured by number of lawyers. They are in 62 countries, and we're talking about 8,000 lawyers. They received the Law Firm of the Year Award in Europe from the Chamber of Europe. Among Gregorio's representations, he served as the Mexican advisor to the World Bank and to the Minister of Legal Affairs for the Mexican Embassy in Washington, D.C. At this time, he is also the Honorary Consul for the Republic of Korea in northeastern Mexico. He has an LLM from Harvard Law School in International Law, and his primary law degree comes from La Escuela Libre de Derecho in Mexico. Gregorio is a transactional lawyer. His focus has been corporate law and M&A work, and specifically with maquiladoras and manufacturing in Mexico. Welcome to the show, Gregorio. Uh, thank you, Adriana. I'm, I'm really happy to be here. Gregorio, would you mind telling our listeners what are some of the issues from the legal perspective, particularly when we're dealing with international transactions, and perhaps we have a manufacturing company involved and uh, that's interested in doing business and maybe is interested in going into Mexico. What are some of the things they should be considering? M&A work, legal work, has changed dramatically through the years. The due diligence process uh, now is more complex than it used to be. Well, and I would think now, especially with regards to supply chain, when we're talking about supply chain, we need to have transparency given the hack attacks and given all the issues, you know, in, in the United States and in the U.K., we have new legislation that actually makes the company responsible for any human rights violations in their supply chain. So there, there needs to be accountability. There needs to be transparency. What about in Mexico? What, what can you tell us about the laws in Mexico with regards to suppliers and supply chains? Do you have similar laws? Uh, yes, we do, and, and it is not only uh, Mexican laws and regulations, but sophisticated clients, they also want to make sure not only that they fully comply with laws and regulations, but that their suppliers and sub-suppliers, uh, the first tier and second tier, and perhaps the third tier companies, they're also complying with uh, many of uh, the regulations and labor and environmental areas come to mind. That's huge. Labor and environmental is, is, is a big one for the companies. Does, and your firm looks at this. What does your firm do with regard to these issues? Do you actually do the due diligence on the suppliers and, and go down the supply chain, or how does that work? Uh, yes. For example, uh, when there is a M&A uh, transaction, we used to look only at the target company. But now you have to look at the suppliers of the target company. And, and perhaps the second and the third level to see that these uh, suppliers comply with all these labor and environmental laws. Uh, and particularly, I want to emphasize uh, a issue in Mexico that has to do with outsourcing companies. In many of the manufacturing companies, uh, they used to rely on outsourcing companies in order to avoid some of the mandatory benefits that companies should give to their employees. Uh, 
So it was a way to for some companies to cut cut corners and uh, not being able to do that. Uh, uh, but now, yeah, th these companies would be found liable under Mexican law if one of their suppliers does not give all the mandatory fringe benefits to their employees. So is it more, is, are we talking about the, the company will be found liable if it is discovered that they are treating workers overseas or that their suppliers are treating workers overseas in ways that are not compliant with Mexican law, the company in Mexico can be liable for that conduct. Is that correct? So it's kind of uh, yes. like an extraterritorial uh, reach. Let's say that a, a Mexican company uh, wants to outsource to a third company with the mere purpose of avoiding paying all these breach benefits. They could be also found liable uh, for that. And there is a, a, an implied legal assumption that there are their own employees, even though there are the employees of the supplier of the outsource company. So under Mexican law, it is more of a substance over form. If you have the structure and the form, but in substance you're doing this to avoid taking care of your own workers and paying benefits, this can be undone and you can be found criminally liable, correct? That is exactly right, Adriana. Uh, I think uh, in general terms, Mexican legislation and other large civil law tradition countries are jurisdictions that used to look much on the form over substance, but I think is uh, gradually changing to substance over form. And that has created some problems because not everybody is used to, to this concept. With re Gregorio, I have another question for you. With regards to these mergers and acquisitions, what are some of the challenges that you see when you are working with a manufacturing company in Mexico that is either buying a, a company or, or, or perhaps merging with one or, or, or selling? Perhaps the most important element is first that we're talking two different uh, legal traditions, you know, a common law system and a civil law system. And more and more, the documents that we use for these kind of transactions tend to be more anglonized. Or, uh, more, more anglonized. As a U.S. document than a civil law tradition countries. There is a the challenge of not on the understanding the Mexican legislation, but this uh, common law way of doing The common things. law concepts. The common law yes. concepts. And that's a really big challenge, and that's a big con concern because we're not talking about understanding a language. We're not talking about understanding English. We're talking about understanding legalese. And when you're looking at a document, when you're looking at an agreement, and the agreement is under U.S. law, there are certain words in that agreement that may mean something completely different than what to a person that just speaks English means. Words like the word reasonable, and there's several others that actually have different connotations. And a an individual or a company coming from another country, especially a civil law country, may not be aware 
And reading the document itself, it may seem fine, not realizing that these legal terms are in there and actually have certain meaning. That that becomes a challenge. Yes, definitely. Uh, and uh, not everybody is prepared to move comfortably on both cultures and on both legal systems. That's why uh, the modern m and lawyer has to navigate on both systems. Very interesting. And you work with the companies after the merger? Do you work with integrating with cross-cultural issues as well, or do you stop at the once the merger has been completed? Yeah, we work on both the transactions and also on the day-to-day -day, uh, legal issues of the of these companies. Wonderful. Is there any additional information that we should know, that our listeners should know about these types of transactions that seem to be a little bit more challenging than a regular domestic M&A? I would like to add, now that the debate has been going on as to whether uh, the free trade agreement with the United States and Canada is going to uh, continue or is going to be renegotiated, that the bilateral relationship between Mexico and the United States is so complex that uh, they should look at these very long supply chains if they try to modify the, uh, the agreement because uh, I think the Mexican economy is complementary to the U.S. economy in many ways and has worked uh, in fantastic ways and that it's not that easy to change all the system and all the methodology of how trade is being conducted. That's a very big concern. And I'm sure we're going to hear more about these concerns and other challenges as negotiations continue. We have been listening to Gregorio Canales. Gregorio is a managing partner of the Denton's law firm in Monterrey, Mexico. Gregorio, thank you for being with us. Thank you, Adriana, and uh, I look forward to talking with you and your audience again. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.